Crack open your favorite cold beverage, ladies and gentlemen, Razorback fans. It is Thirsty Thursdays here on the Pig Drill Podcast. What's going on, Arkansas Razorback fans, SEC fans everywhere? Welcome to the one and only Big Trail Podcast. Thirsty Thursday! Yay! All right. Thirsty Thursdays. Yes. Yes. Make it happen. Crack open, I don't know, your favorite beverage as you're listening to this and just think about it. Tomorrow's Friday. We're one day away from the weekend, and I know someone's like, I work retail. I don't believe in... I don't have a weekend. My weekend is when I get off work. I get it. I've been there. Worked retail for a long time. I also worked fast food, too. Did that. Did that 20 years ago. Sure did. Taco Bell. The old Taco Bell on 6th Street, which is now the uh, which is now MLK, Martin Luther King. Worked there for a little while. Yeah, did that. So I get it. Um, all right. Um, coaching search is going on. It's It's red hot. It's red hot. Coaching search. It's going down. Kiffin is definitely the flavor of the week. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Leach. I know everyone that that's everyone's number one. And then obviously we'll talk Razorback basketball. You know, you go from a horrific two and ten football season to basketball starting off. I, I mean, well, they're undefeated. They're undefeated. And they're not ranked. And it's funny to me, people are like, oh, well, they'll be ranked after Western Kentucky if they win that one. They should be ranked now. I, that's my opinion. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe I need to study the field, the top 25, study them a little bit harder, Ty. So, all right, well, let's, let's, uh, let's get underway with the coaching search. I'll, I'll start off by saying this. There, there is so much smoke around Kiffin. Right now, it's incredible. the The flights being tracked are, are hilarious, and it's good entertainment. That's that is the best part of all of this. The entertainment value here is just second to none. Now, obviously, you you, you got to make you got to make a a decent hire, right? Like you can't go get a non power five guy. I'm sorry, you can't go do that and expect ticket sales to start coming back around. They're trending down. Ticket sales are trending in the wrong direction. And you're going to have to get that corrected and, and and hope that you make the hire that also works. Not only generates some some buzz and excitement, but also that you feel like can get the job done and put a better product on the field compared to what they've had uh, under the last two coaches. And I'm going to say this too. Arkansas really should be a very attractive job because the ceiling here is to be competitive in the SEC West. You're not going to win it. I'm not saying you're going to beat the likes of Bama or LSU when they're red hot. You're, that's probably not going to be a thing. Not to say that Arkansas hasn't given LSU trouble in the past, but you're probably going to lose to the red hot team in the West and also Alabama. But there's a there's a there, the ceiling here is to be competitive, and the bar is really damn low. That's why Arkansas should be a, a, a very attractive job. To, to a lot of names out there. You come in and win four games, hell, they might have a parade on Dixon Street in your name, in your honor, 
and what you did in 2020. If you're competitive with Notre Dame next year, you, yeah, it's going to generate some excitement. That's all it's going to take here. You go to Florida State and you do that. If, if you go two and ten and 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 whatever happens happens that first year. If it's very, uh, you know, what we've seen under Chad, you're yeah, you're gone. Or you're at least your seat's going to be red hot going into year two. That's not going to be the case at Arkansas. Now I know people are going to say, look at look at. Chad Morris, you fired him, didn't even give him two full years. Who's to say that won't happen again? Absolutely. But that's probably going to happen anywhere you go. I don't think of the names of the guys that I believe are truly the most likely to take this job, I don't believe that happens. And those are Leach and Kiffin. I think there's a lot of a lot of smoke around those two names. And, and usually where there's this much smoke, there's fire. Usually, not always. I don't think Kiffin and Leach come in here and win only two games year one or year two. I don't think that happens. I think they do better. And because of that, you know, I think they'll be here for a while and that should provide, you know, that stability and that's got to be comfortable to that head coach. Now you obviously want a guy who doesn't become complacent. Fans will not remain complacent. They won't. Uh, This isn't quite Houston nut taking over for Danny Ford. Like it's not that kind of, but it's, it's less than that. It's like, anything after it's Jack Crow all over again, right? It's, it's that, that those two years that went down and the way they did and what would eventually lead you to hiring Danny Ford. That's what this is, is, is like, and maybe worse. And because of that, again, the bar's really low. Yeah. So Leach supposedly now, now this is from Trey Biddy over on 24 seven sports. He believes uh, according to to their sources, which I'm gonna say are far better than mine, <laughs> not even close. Uh, that, that they say that he uh, that Leach did indeed meet with Arkansas on Monday. Leach, who's 58 years old, he's 139 and 89 overall. That's his record. He went six and six this last year. Washington State kind of saw that coming. I didn't know that he makes as much as he does. I didn't know he was that close to $4 million, but he makes three point seven five down at Washington State. He has a reputation for going places and winning and doing uh, doing above what the job usually is, is, is accustomed to doing, right? He goes to Texas Tech and, and turns them into a pretty prominent Big 12 football program. Washington State. Now he was at Tech for a while, then he goes to Washington State and he does the same thing. I like I like Leach. I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to it. Uh, some people have said it's like Houston Nut two point It's Houston Nut but with a better offense. Houston Nut with wings. <laughs> uh Houston Nut with a with a far more potent offense. Or it might be a Bobby Petrino light kind of hire. Like a a a a, a light Bobby Petrino hire. I don't know. I'm not going to go that far. I have no idea what he could do here. I do. Uh, well, I say that. I think he would do far better than what Chad Morris ever did. Maybe it's another Brett Bielma kind of hire where you know you're six wins a year, maybe seven. That that might be the kind of hire. I think Arkansas fans would gladly take that at this point for a little while. But Arkansas fans are not known for becoming complacent, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. But then the most smoke lately, and we all know, and we already said it, it's Kiffin. And look, there's the last time I saw this kind of smoke around any one name, that guy ended up getting hired, and that was Chad Morris. Now, I'm not going to compare the Muscleman hire and Hunter Yurichek making that hire compared to this one. I'm not going to compare that. Two different sports, apples and oranges, right? Uh, different people you got to lean on for this kind of hire, different sources and, and different kind of people you're going to talk to there. 
But I do believe the last time we saw this kind of smoke, Chad Morris was hired. Now that was under an interim AD. There's a lot of people believe that the they believe the board of trustees are responsible for that hire. Um, I, and I'm also not going to comment as to whether or not the board is involved. I have heard that that is the case. I hope that it's not. I hope they let Hunter do his job. But Lane Kiffin, 44 years old, 60 and 34 overall record. He went nine and three this year at, the, at FAU. He's got an opportunity here to win ten. That'll be the second time in three years he's won. Assuming he gets the win, it'll be the second time in three years that he's won double digit amount of games. He makes a, almost a million and a half at 1.4 million dollars down at FAU. I'm going to read this tweet really quick. This is from Jackson Freiberger, who's pretty well connected down that part of the country. Uh, he works for uh, USA Today SMG writer for UGA Wire at UGA Football covering Big Ten and SEC. Um, but he did say that his sources... He went on just like a tirade of, of tweets uh, yesterday. It was absolutely... It was. If you go back and look at his timeline on Twitter, it's just like it's 75% about Arkansas, but he's, he's a frequent tweeter. But uh, he did say that... Hang on, we're doing this live here. I'm trying to scroll down. Uh, he said that confident my sources on Kiffin, talking about Kiffin taking the Arkansas job, he thinks that it's a done deal in Fayetteville. Now we wait, is what he tweeted. And again, he went on... Uh, he went on just a tirade yesterday on Twitter. Again, that's Jackson Freiberger. You can follow him on Twitter um, at, again, I got to scroll to the top here, at J-A-X Freiberger. <laughs> uh, yeah, he looks like he's about 15 years old, but uh, again, this is what he does. You can look at his bio and judge for yourself whether or not you believe him. I don't know. Maybe. Sounds like he's pretty well dialed in. But that's coming not only from him. There's FAU. Uh, there's, there's plenty of people at, at FAU who believe that this is the case. And there's also a lot of Arkansas media members as well that are also reporting the same thing on Lane Kiffin coming to Arkansas. So I I, I would I, – look, again, that's another one of those hires I'm not going to stand in the way of. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I wouldn't be okay with it. I, I, I would be okay with Kiffin. I would be okay with, with Leach. Right, I definitely like Campbell was my guy. I thought Campbell, if I had a quote unquote guy, it became Campbell. Wasn't in the beginning. I had to have some friends of mine talk me into it, and the more I did a little research, did a little digging, put him under a magnifying glass, the more I I really came around to Campbell and believed that you know what, there's a reason why why Iowa State just they do not want to let him go. There's a reason for that. Good coaches do what exactly what he's doing at Iowa State. He's turned around some places where you're not supposed to be able to do that and and good on them. Good on Iowa State for for battening down the hatches on that. Campbell's going to remain there. You still got uh there's there's a lot of names still out there. You still got the possibility of uh, Justin Fuente, is that how you pronounce it? Virginia Tech head coach. You've also got Mike Norvell. Although, again, I believe he's going. I've said this multiple times, but I, I think he's he's. Uh, I feel like he's FSU bound. I I really don't know for 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 sure. You've got Luke Fickle, although I I don't believe there's anything to that. But maybe he's your D hire. But you've got Luke Fickle up in Cincinnati. He's 46 with a 24 and 12 overall record. Um, so and there's just a number of names out there. Dave Clawson. Uh, uh, we could go on and on, but. That's really all there is. Okay, so that's it for the coaching search talk. If there's anything, if there's anything uh, that that happens here, so if they make a hire, 
if I'm available, I'll go live immediately following. Okay, I'll go. But if I'm working, I won't be able to. So I'll have to go live later on in that day. But I'll try to keep you guys up to date. Obviously, you can follow me on Twitter at Tizilla83, or you can keep up with the Hog Talk podcast on Facebook and on Twitter as well. All right. So, all right, let's get to the final part, and that's Arkansas basketball. Well, with with the Razorbacks, with great defense comes great opportunity. That is exactly what we have seen so far this year, and it's been pretty impressive. Not going to lie. And this team continues to find a way to win, and that's usually through great. It's always been this year. It's been through great defense. That's been their thing. They force you to to make mistakes. They force you to think twice. They they can force you to turn the ball over. And and um, the, look, they're, they're really good too about stealing the ball and not getting called for fouls. But they ended up winning this one against the Austin P Governors, who were three and three coming into this game, zero oh and three on the road. They Arkansas wins this one, sixty nine to sixty one. Uh, let's go over their numbers really quick. Uh, Taylor was their leading scorer uh, at 20 points, but overall they shot 41.5% from the floor, 31, just shy of 32% three, at three-point range, and then 84% the free throw line. Uh, so again, Taylor, uh, who's Terry Taylor. It sounds like a lesser-known WWE wrestler, Terry the Lawless Taylor. <laughs> he was uh, he nearly had a double-double, 20 points and six rebounds. Arkansas, no surprise. Witt continues to show improvement, uh, 17 points, uh, you know, three for four at the free throw line, shot seven of 13 from the floor, and then Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones tied at uh, runner-up for the leading score at 16 points a pair. Uh, Mason Jones, I, I, again, this is a guy, all of his rebounds were on the defensive end. He's going to get you four or five rebounds. He's going to get you 16, 17 points. And he's pretty good. Like I think he's a pretty sound defensive player. Like I, That's what you get out of Mason Jones, but also the leadership, the excitement that he brings on the bench or on the court. He is all hog. And, and I know there's been some – I know he's got some concern with his shoulder, and then I think Musselman's kind of had some issues with reining him in a little bit. But Mason Jones, I think, makes this whole thing work. So we'll we'll see if he can continue on that path. How about Ethan Henderson, though? Huh? Three blocks in seven minutes with two points? Yeah, he got in some foul trouble relatively quick. But listen to this, seven minutes, and he had two points, three blocks, four rebounds, one of those offensive, three defensive rebounds. In seven minutes, that is quality time. We need to see more of that. I want to see Henderson get more involved that way. I want to see more quality time, production, all of that with him on the floor, and that will equate to more time on the court. Can you imagine that, being able to rotate him in more and rely on him to get a block or two to make a play inside to get you that offensive rebound, to get you those second-chance shots out of Ethan Henderson? Alongside uh, Cheney. Cheney, who logged 14 minutes, so double the time. But he did have, not that they were bad. He didn't have any points, but he had a couple of steals. Uh, he, too, got into some some uh, foul trouble a little bit there. He had an assist and, and a couple of rebounds and a couple of steals. Not, not a terrific 14 minutes, but not bad. Not wasted minutes. And that's what matters. Getting non-wasted time. Getting getting actual production on the court. I thought Silla, he just continues to kind of be a head scratcher at times. He has his moments and he kind of disappears. And then uh, Jalen Harris, who had six points, and he logged 32 minutes. He had quite a bit of time. But uh, Bailey, Witt, Seals, Joe, and Jones were your starting five. 
Um, again, I think I think these guys are heading in the right direction. Defense just continues to bail out play. You know, they got sloppy there in the first half, but uh, where there's a will, there's a way. So they got Western Kentucky coming up. I I'm just not ready to say whether or not I think Arkansas wins or loses this game. Western Kentucky, who's who's coached by Rick Stansberry, we all know him. Uh, Stansberry, for those of you who don't know, coached at Mississippi State from 1998 to 2012. He was an A&M assistant there for a couple years, and now he's he's been at Western Kentucky since 2016. He's 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 I think he knows what he's doing there, but they have a potential, according to uh, NBA or excuse me, to uh, NBCSports.com, their 2020 mock draft. They have this young man, Bassey, as a potential top ten pick. He's a big, he's he's trouble. They're not real big overall from head to toe from on their depth chart. They're not real big. They got a couple of, they got a couple of size uh, big sized guys, Charles Bassey and uh, Matt Horton, but Bassey is their go-to guy. He's only a sophomore from Nigeria, by the way. I didn't know that. But he's 6'11", 240 pounds. I've actually seen where he's he's uh 6'10 and a half, 6'11", but regardless, he's big, he's physical. And uh, projected as a top ten pick, according again to uh, NBCSports.com, going to be problematic. Western Kentucky is going to be tough. They they do concern me, and they have for for the last couple of weeks since putting them under the magnifying glass. By the way, they played uh, Austin P earlier on in the year, and they beat them ninety seven to seventy five. So. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, the team that gave Arkansas some trouble last night got absolutely thumped by Western Kentucky. Uh, I don't think that one was ever even that close. I think in the beginning, obviously, got off to a little bit of a slow start, but then uh, after uh, at halftime, they just pulled away. Um, it just it was not a good game for Austin P. So if Arkansas can can make this competitive. A win here would be huge. Obviously, putting you at nine and zero, and and you would think after getting a win there, you'd be ranked. Should be ranked now, if you want my honest opinion. But um, if you got a win here, but you'd have to be okay too with a competitive loss because Western Kentucky is awfully good. I think at home they're undefeated. Actually, I don't have that in front of me, but I think they are. So yeah, I I'm just I'm not prepared to say whether or not I think Arkansas wins wins or loses this game. I have no idea. ESPN's power. Index their basketball power index their BPI has Western Kentucky favored at fifty seven percent. I think it shouldn't be that high. I think it ought to be fifty fifty. I really do. This is gonna be a good basketball game. Bassey's gonna be be difficult to get around, but you, you cannot afford to get off to a slow start. You cannot settle for this zero for ten crap at three point range like we've seen them do this year. Uh, you're gonna have to get off to a quick start and uh, hold on to the lead. And you know. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. I get it. This can be a tough one, people. But that's going to be on December 7th over on CBS, 6.30 Central Time. And uh, you should have access to it. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an interesting game. Let's hope that uh, Mason Jones and Isaiah Joe and and uh, they get some those guys get it going. And let's hope the bench can contribute, get some quality time on the floor. And, and maybe Arkansas pulls away. Uh, a pretty big win. I think it'd be their second biggest win of the year behind the Georgia Tech win. So anything's anything's possible. But again, I'm not even going to make a pick just yet. Maybe I will in the Hog Talk episode tomorrow. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. 
So that is going to do it. Remember, if you're on iTunes, please leave behind some star power. I'd really appreciate that. And if if you'd like to also, if you're really cool, leave behind a written review on how much you love the show. That'd be great. That would be excellent. All right. You guys be good. Until next time, woo, pig suey. Go Hawks.